Welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Renee. Being a teenager is hard. Being a parent of a teenager can be even harder. Each episode, we deliver tips, tools, tricks, and stories to help you feel empowered, confident, and energized as the parent of a teenager. Teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. Now, here's your host, Renee Sinning. Renee is a certified life, leadership, and success coach for teenagers and their parents. She's also a mom of three young adults and an experienced high school educator of 18 years. Renee is well-versed in everything teen. Now, without any further ado, here's Renee. Parents, it's Renee. Welcome to another episode of the Empower Parent Podcast. All right, on this episode, we are going to talk about identifying your rocks and also what teens and tweens are going through right now. And last week, I taught another Teen Esteem Academy boot camp to nine lovely young kiddos. Seven of them were middle school, one of, two of them were in high school. And every time I teach this class, I feel compelled to do a podcast because I think it's just so important that parents are aware of all the things that kids are going through today, kids from all walks of life, that they may or may not be sharing with you. It's just imperative that we talk about it. And so every time I teach this class, I do a rock exercise where I bring in rocks of all different sizes and I have them, as soon as they we get started, I have them grab a rock and put it on their desk. They don't know what it's for. And it's for a an exercise about our thoughts and about negative thinking and negative thoughts and the things that we hold on to that sometimes aren't even ours that feel like rocks. And we do, I have one, We they each hold a rock and we talk about some things, but then I have one volunteer that'll come up and we just pile the rocks on him of all the things that these kids are thinking about as they go through life, because it's really stressful to be a teen and tween right now. And then what I did, if you can see this, if you're watching the video, is I had them fill out a worksheet. And on this worksheet, I have at the top a pile of little rocks. And then there's a picture with a medium rock. And then there's a picture with a big heavy rock. And we talk about how we all hold on to stuff. And sometimes the situation that it feels like a little pebble and sometimes it feels like a big boulder. And so I told them to think of a situation that has them feeling stuck or upset, frustrated, or something they might like to improve on. And so they list a little, little rocks, medium sized rocks and big rocks, something these kids are holding on to right now. And some of the things that they considered as small rocks were, I'm going to share them with you. I'm not going to make the team. So that's a little rock. Someone's a little worried about that, but they're not, it's not totally weighing them down. I didn't study for my test. Um, I feel sick. Again, these are little rocks. I might pass my CMAs, which is a state test. My mom is mad at me today. That's a little rock and they're tired. School's starting to get harder and more stressful. My grades are bad. And again, you know, for some kids, my grades are bad might be a little rock. For another kid, that might be a boulder. You know, we're all different. Also, if you hear rustling, I'm actually going through the paper, so I apologize for that. 
I'm going to get a bad grade on a test, like someone else had said, and that I'm mad. So those are what these kids said just this week as a little rock. What they identified as a medium-sized rock, one child said, I can't spell. Another one said, I like fighting people. There was, I had four middle school kids that basically said, I like fighting, which I'll never believe. No one likes fighting, and we talked about it. Kids that say they like fighting, what they're really saying is I am in self-preservation mode and they're in fight or flight. They're in survival mode because fighting doesn't feel good to anybody. Even if that's what they're saying, that's a mask they're wearing. My friends exclude me. This is a medium-sized rock. Another young lady said my best friend tries to act or she acts different around boys and she's never there for me. What does that say about friendship? We had a great conversation about that. A lot of kids have toxic friends. And that reason that they accept that and tolerate that is because of low self-esteem and low self-worth. And they might think that's what they deserve. They might be being told that they're not worthy from other people in their family. To accept that a friend that's not there for you, a friend that acts different and ignores you when the boys are around is not really a friend and yet kids tolerate this. Another middle-sized rock is my grades are starting to slip. Someone said my stepdad doesn't trust me. Another kiddo said I got into an argument for my mom. Now that was a little rock for a previous kid. And for this kid, this was a medium-sized rock. So that's what I'm saying. It's different for everyone. So something that might seem like not a big deal for one kid could be a really big deal and feel like a big boulder for another. So we can't compare our kids to other kids because they all interpret things and feel things differently. And then someone said, I feel like people look at me weirdly. So those were the medium-sized rocks. And then the heavy rocks, this one girl said, the same girl that said, I feel like people look at me weirdly, literally said, I look ugly. This girl was beautiful. She was not ugly. Another one said, my sister can't stay clean off of drugs. When someone in your family is on drugs, it impacts the entire family. So that was really heavy for this particular child. I don't see my dad as much anymore. So that was a kiddo that has a, is from a divorced family and feel like dad's kind of forgotten about him. I don't like the way I look. I don't deserve the friends I have. Very low self-esteem there because they think they're not worthy. Life feels harder and I don't want to be here. This is a kid that is really suffering and really having a hard time feeling like People aren't there for their, them, and it's just too hard. My mom is more like a person in my life, not my mom, and she only thinks about herself, and all I want is for her to care. This is a boulder. This is the big rock that this person wrote. They feel like their parents don't care. Their mom doesn't care. And I say this to parents all the time, regardless of how your kid is showing up, they want to have a good relationship with you, even if they're pushing you away, because sometimes it's just easier to push away than it is to let people in. And so in that case, it comes down to what can you do? Is there anything you can do that you're not already doing to try to bridge that gap? Because they want their parents to be there for them and they want to feel cared. And a lot of it, again, perception is reality. And so if a kid believes that their parents don't care, then that's how they see it and that's that's what it feels like to them. 
And then I hate going to school and I hate people. This person is angry. There's always more to anger. Anger is the tip of the iceberg. This is also the same person that said I like fighting people. And so that particular person has a lot of pain. We need to get these kids help. If your child is challenged or suffering in any way, please make sure that they are working with somebody or talking to someone like what I do, teen life coaching. I work with teens all the time and it's mindset and it's making them feel worthy and shifting their thinking so that they can start to believe in themselves. In order to be confident, kids have to have self-belief, self-acceptance. They need awareness of the stories they're telling themselves of why they're showing up the way they are and a willingness and a desire to change. And I have yet to meet a teen that doesn't want to be happy and doesn't want to feel better about themselves. So even kids that come to me that are angry and they tell me I like fighting when we dig down to it. No, they don't. They don't. It's just easier to act like that than it is to be vulnerable and say, yeah, I really feel very lonely. I feel inadequate. I feel like no one likes me. I don't feel like I belong. Anger is easier and safer. That's self-protection mode. And then this person said, my dad is not my dad. So those were the rocks we talked about at the beginning. And then we went through the whole class. It's a three-hour boot camp, um, which is not enough time to shift it, to change lives. But I, it is enough time to start to plant seeds and shift perspective, which is why I do an S-cubed program for teens and tweens. It is a three-module program, and it is about self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-belief, self-confidence, and all of those things over the course of time because it takes time. That is also why the minimum time that I work with teens is three months, and three months is usually not enough. If they're in pain, it's more like six to nine months on average as far as weekly coaching. But the S-cubed, what's so powerful about that is it's a group. And parents will say, I, my kid will never do a group. And I'm going to challenge anyone on there, that it, anyone listening that's thinking that, because kids are in groups every day when they go to school. And when kids get into a group environment where they feel seen, heard, valued, and understood, they talk. They want to talk. These kids want to talk. They need to talk and they want to. And I can say that because when I teach this class, this group boot camp for the court system every month, these kids come in hard and within minutes they're talking and sharing because they need to and they want to and they yearn to feel seen, heard and valued. They yearn to feel listened to and they yearn to be acknowledged and validated in their feelings. And so at the end of the three-hour class, I do a takeaway form and I ask them, what did you learn about yourself during our time together? What's a new belief about yourself that you want to embrace starting right now? Remember, this is after three hours. And so some of the things that they said is, I choose to believe that I'm generous and I learned that I can be social. Another child said, I learned that thinking about not to think or believe about what um, what other people think about you. And then I choose that I should be myself. How awesome would that be? And is that when kids actually know that being themselves is enough? Another child said to believe in yourself and that you are your own person. 
And then I choose to believe that I can try new things. This is a kid that was afraid to try new things because worried about what other people think. But now they choose to believe that they can try new things. Another child said they learned that, um, oh, I can't actually read that. Don't let people tell you. Don't let people tell you what you are doing. I can't read the rest of that. Um, but basically, I think what they mean to say is don't let others tell you that what you're doing is wrong. And I choose to believe that I'm smart and I won't give up. How powerful is that? And again, this is just planting seed. This is after three hours together. Imagine after 12 or 16 weeks together. This person, what did you learn about yourself? They said, I'm way too hard on myself. How powerful is that? And I choose to believe that I am deserving. I am deserving of the love I receive. So many kids feel like they're not deserving. This person says, I choose to believe that I love myself. I choose to believe that I can make anything possible. I'm going to, and then another question I ask them is, what, what is one thought you'll let go of? And this person wants to let go of the thought that I'm not worth anything. Another kid wants to let go of the thought that you can't control everyone. Another wants to let go of the thought that failing is a bad thing. We talked about failure. I mean, everyone has failures. But if you learn something from it, it doesn't mean you're a failure. Another child wanted to let go of that, that they were afraid to make mistakes because they had so much pressure on them. And again, another one said that I'm not worthy, that every time someone's looking at, look, looking at me, I won't care. And that was somebody that was so worried when people looked at them that they were thinking something negative. And there's more, but I'm not going to read any more. But I really wanted to share that because it's so important that we remember that these kids are going through a lot and we don't, it's always, it's different than it used to be. Someone else had said, I wish my parents understood about mental health because the other question I asked them is what do you wish your parents or other adults in your life understood? And I don't have that in front of me right now, but I did a Facebook post on that. You can check for that. And mental health always comes up. I wish they would understand that mental health is real. I wish they would understand that I'm not them and I'm my own person and so on. So if your child is struggling, I hope that you can get them the support that they need. And I am a teen life coach. I've been working with teens for my whole career. I have a Facebook group for parents. I have a group for parents, just for parents, to talk about your kid's stuff, to work on your own stuff. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, at 10 a.m. Mountain Time, we have calls, parent calls, parent only. The Tuesday call is about you and just kind of about you um, creating the life that you desire, creating the connections you desire. And Wednesday, we talk about kids. And S Cubed is part of the six or 12 month group that you, if you make that investment. And it's just so vital. I also do one on one coaching. But the S-Cube group is powerful. Self-awareness, self-acceptance, teaching kids self-belief, being brave, learning about fear and how to let go of it, learning how to not have so many sticky thoughts that whirl around in their head that are not serving them, and ultimately boosting their self-confidence. But again, in order for kids to be confident, they have to believe in themselves and accept in themselves and have a little bit of awareness. What are their values? What are their strengths? 
What are their friendships? Are there are they are the, are they surrounded by the right people? And the last thing I want to add to that real quick is back to the rocks. What rocks are you holding on to that maybe you've been holding on to for a long time and it's time to let them go? And again, we've got a group. It's called the Better Connect Parent Collective and wonderful ladies. And it is about you and it's about you as a person, as a parent, but also um, about parenting teens. And then what rocks are your teens holding on to? What are their little rocks, their medium-sized rocks, their boulders? And are they getting the support they need to let go of that? Or is it weighing on them and causing them undue and just way too much stress and anxiety and angst? Because it doesn't have to be that way. Everyone deserves to be happy. Everyone, no one has a right to make your kids feel less about who they are. And teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. So have a great week, everyone. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Empowered Parent Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to head over to reneesinning.com to pick up some parenting freebies. And remember, teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way.